Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are talking about Metamorphosis, the Alien Factor from 1993. Maybe I don't know. Uh, this one was picked by Scott. Scott, I have a sneaking suspicion I know why you picked this, and it may have to do with this being sort of a sequel to another movie we've talked about. Yep, which I also picked. I don't even know how it came up, but okay. So this is the unofficial. I don't, I don't know how officially unofficial and how officially unofficial this is. It's a sequel to The Deadly Spawn, which I picked three, four years ago, like a long what? time ago. Oh, Kyle, you didn't know? No. Watching Kyle's brain process that in real time after you said it was perfect. What? That's <laughs> so silly. Okay. I don't know how or why. I would. That's not the guess. I, like I didn't know the fact in itself that it was a. C. I wouldn't have guessed. That wouldn't have been what I guessed. I don't know what I would have guessed. It wouldn't have been that. Yeah, I don't know either. Honestly, like I, I don't understand what their thought process was when they were like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a sequel to." I don't know if it. And the thing is, is that every week I'm like, "Guys, I'm gonna become the guy that does all the research." And then I'm spotty at best at it, you know, like I, <laughs> like I You've don't. You've also picked a movie that, I mean, 
There's not a IMDb, whole lot to go which, on. Yeah, I was going to say, IMDb is usually our best source, followed by Wikipedia on like fun facts and behind-the-scenes stuff. And I think IMDb had like four facts, maybe, for this one. Like It was sparse, for sure. And at least two of them were just the same variation of sequel to Deadly Spawn. Yeah, and there's no answer to why. If I really would have put the time in, and you know... The frustrating thing is, is that I have the best intentions, right? Of course. But of course, I, I had the, the greatest intentions of putting in the work to figure out, like maybe doing some cross-referencing of the people that were involved with this and the people that were involved with Deadly Spawn. I mean, those are simple things that it would take five minutes to do. And here I am not prepared. I have tons of notes. The, li- the listeners can do it for, for themselves. They <laughs> That's don't need not us. what people come we don't to, need to us hold, We don't need to hold your hand through the research uh, listener who wants to know more about this, who reacted the same way that I did to this information. You yeah, like this, it know. just sounds like, you know, somebody <laughs> just smashing their keyboard trying to figure out what's going so on. So here's the other thing. So this was 1990. Metamorphosis, The Alien Factor from 1990, and also in 1990 was a separate horror movie also called Metamorphosis that came out. Yes. So that made research extra difficult. Whoa, hold on. Oh, shit. Did you, did you watch, watch the, the wrong Metamorphosis? So did you watch the one about the anti-aging serum that... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, how about you tell us a little bit about your metamorphosis? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's what actually happened in your version. Dude, of oh, dude, you gotta fucking fire my ass. This sucks. <laughs> okay. No, this There's makes no a lot of yet. sense. This makes a lot more sense. It's my reaction to the fact. <laughs> okay. So, a quick, quick rundown of my metamorphosis. It's about a uh, a scientist who has been getting all this grant money for these uh, experiments that he's done on monkeys, and there's not really like there's not a lot of information about what experiment he is doing, other than he's not sharing his findings. And they keep putting giving him money, and they're like, "You gotta like tell us a little bit of what's going on." And instead, he's like, "Uh, okay, uh, I'll get you something." And instead of doing the experiments on the monkeys that he's been killing, he does the experiment upon himself. Wait, did you watch Monkey Shines? <laughs> well, the other scary part is that he's sort of kind of still explaining the plot of Metamorphosis. The you? Alien Factor well, to I am, it extent. is Metamorphosis. It's just yeah. not Colin the Alien Factor. The alien I know, factor. I'm right. There is it's no Alien Factor to be had. There's, there's a 0% zero, zero Alien Factor in this movie. <laughs> There's not even an alien variable. There's nothing. (laughs) There's nothing. This is pure science. Uh, This is fact. And um, what happens is he does this, and then he starts to black out, and he's attacking women, but then it's women that he knows, so then he doesn't kill them. He, like, either... It's sort of alluded to a sexual assault, beating them up, and then like when they see him again, they're like, stay away from me! And he's like, no, I'm trying to like figure out what's going on. But he's just a real douchey, from the jump, a real douchey college professor scientist, right? I can't believe I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I love the uh, idea that you're watching that movie and thinking, why would Scott pick this? I, I've decided like, that I'm going to go like with the psychological thrillers. Sorry, yeah, everybody. Uh, fucking, I don't know. And so, well, and my beer matches that movie and not this movie. Oh, <laughs> no. That is the saddest part about this. What's the beer? What's the beer? Well, so it's going to be crazy because the, uh, this movie is really fucking boring. I mean, not that, not that our alien factor was like super interesting either, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, the alien well, factor didn't factor in too much yeah. more fun. Oh, starts the so what happens is he ends up, you know, the 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 serum takes a toll on him. He's sort of like 
it looks like he like ages really quickly. He starts to get like gooey and goopy and like looking old. Well, so there but, is like, goopiness in this movie too. Yeah, so I guess it's and not then, that different. So I just assume that he's going to sort of fade away into a, like he's he's just over he's like overdosed himself on his serum and is going to just like just fucking de- be debilitated or whatever. And then at the end of it, they're trying to find him who is doing the assaulting or who has been killing people. And by the end of it, the police show up, they bust in the door, and he's this goopy dinosaur? He's a dinosaur. He's a lizard. He's a lizard. He's well, a did lizard. you watch Fly 2? Because, like, <laughs> I, I really feel like you. there are a million movies that you could have watched, and none of them were the right movie, but none of them are really the wrong movie either. The wrong either, movie. Which is or, I'm in so... the same vein. Like, it sounds close enough that it wouldn't be crazy for Metamorphosis that you watch to be the double feature for the Metamorphosis that we watch. <laughs> well, like, Deadly enough... Spawn was my... Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't, that wasn't enough, my double feature. There's enough of a Venn diagram overlay on this. Dude, two and, you know, they, 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 blow, they blow this dinosaur Barney monster, gooey Barney, to smithereens, and then the movie ends with the with the woman, who I don't remember their connection, and her son, and then, like... He has a pet lizard, and she looks over and is like, "Oh no!" And it does like that, like freeze frame, uh, like, "Uh oh, he's somehow like the what, lizard." What year I was have yours? A, I have a. It was 90, 1990. Oh, I have oh a, the exact right. same year. Yeah, I have yeah. a New England uh, from New England Brewing Company. It's uh, called Coriolis. It's a double IPA, and I had a hard time figuring out what beer I was going to have because I was looking for like a scientist one. Um, <laughs> but then I already had this in the fridge, and it had like a lizard person on it. Looking at that can, I think it still works for yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> we're, for deadly we're good too. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> excited to hear about your viewing this week. Well, Deadly Spawn, this is not. Is oh, what I'll, the po- the, I'll tell you the poster for your metamorphosis sucks compared to mine. My <laughs> poster fucking ruined my metamorphosis. I'm, I'm dying on this hill. I'm completely um, wrong. I'm in the wrong so much. So, so the thing that's like a weird decision in this movie out the gate is that the first third of this film is like flashback when it didn't need to be flashback the, the pacing is so shit because they keep doing flashbacks to just the scientist and the evil corporation people like arguing it happens that could have just been so linear i just don't get it like like i feel like that had to have been that they shot the movie and was like shit this movie's 56 minutes it's like okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna write a bunch of dialogue <laughs> where the one scientist is being interviewed by people who are confused about what happened yes and we're just gonna use that to break up what we already filmed so that all of the stuff that we filmed is being explained to the audience it's a real <laughs> silent night deadly night part two type scenario where it's like let's film the bare minimum to to pad this out but man this movie lives and dies by its puppetry like if it wasn't for these weird puppets <laughs> there'd be nothing for me to there's cling stop to in motion, this movie there's real deal like people in body suits there's regular um puppetry like there's goo there are there's every kind of physical effect that you could imagine in this movie and no talent of actors 
No, it's so so Kyle, the version that we watched of Metamorphosis <laughs> um involves I'm so I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I love that this like embarrassment is what you feel. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> you take this shit way more seriously than Brian does. Yeah. I'll be back I'll be back in two hours. <laughs> just let me go watch this movie. <laughs> Please no. Uh, don't yeah, waste you, your time. you really don't need to. Uh so well, it's you don't about need to watch this... mine either. It's fine. So oh, it's I'm definitely two... never watching yours. <laughs> yeah. It's these two sisters and their dad's a security guard at this science lab uh, now, and he doesn't it's show up. It's very confusing that he's a security guard and not a scientist. Yeah, because they were like, no, 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 no. No scientist would be a single father with two daughters. That doesn't make sense. Security guard. Bro, that's like, rough. <laughs> well, it was 1990, so. That was 1990. And the sisters have a weird relationship because the first line of dialogue oh, so you hear good. from the younger sister is she walks in while her older sister is making out with her real nerd of a boyfriend. She just goes, wow, get on it, sis, which is like the female version of like, you've got big tits and I'm going to tell everybody (laughs) that I saw them. It's a real wild relationship between the two of them. But their dad doesn't come home from work. And while all of this is going on, there's this whole investigation at the lab because their dad has actually been killed by some type of creature. And as they dig deeper into this mysterious murder creature, we get the whole backstory that it was like him experimenting on some type of alien. And there's a lot of puppetry involving them. A lot of the aliens look like mad balls, if you remember those. They do. Dude, that's perfect. Oh, man. Okay. I was trying to, like, figure out. I thought that they looked like an angry pita. Like, they, you know, they or, or like some sort of hand pie with teeth. Because they they look like they're round, and they go. They have teeth, yeah. and they go like this, <laughs> and they have a. Now it's very uneven. They play fast and loose with the power sets of the various different alien factors that they, they go up against in this research facility, um, because there's there are the little hand pie with teeth, but they also have like some sort of stinger that I thought it injected the the DNA into the victim and then turn them into another one of the monsters but that doesn't track because that only happens to was that a scientist Matt that that, that well, happens so the to sci- the scientist gets bit right but I thought and it was by one of the hand pie things it's by one of the hand things he gets bit and he yells to his assistant to pour acid oh, on his yes. hands to yeah. try to stop it from spreading. Yeah. So they acid up his hand. That's a kind of a nice, interesting way to, instead of like doing the cut off the arm to like stop the, <laughs> you know, like the zombie well, movie, stop the flow, put, dump acid on it. I kind of, that's here's a, that's Here's unique. the problem with that, Kyle. If they cut off the hand, that would have probably worked. But the acid yeah. didn't do its job. Oh, okay. So it didn't matter. He just acided up his hand for nothing. Yeah. And yeah. then still got possessed by the alien well, factor. And then he tries to go to like one of those like showers <laughs> where you like wash out your eyes. And <laughs> doesn't work but he can't yeah he can't pull it it's awful <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well so that he's not the he's not the only alien like there there's another alien so that guy does a, a straight like a different species or like a like a separate i i think well, the way that they kind of explain it is from what i got and matt you can tell me i'm wrong but what I gleaned from it is that they're messing with this alien dna and okay. it does different things to different it, 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 the clumps of cells will do whatever they want, but they just mutate in different ways. So it's like, it seems like every time they mutate, it's a different, you know, oh, okay. it's a different kind of cre- creature. Yeah. But, so there's this green creature that looks like it's straight out of a... Matt, what does that thing even look like to you? Like, I... I... So, 
I mean, this is where it does the claymation kind of, one. Yeah, oh, the claymation one. I don't know. I, I was trying to think. I was talking about the the main guy oh, the that's main like thing. some pterodactyl puppet type thing yeah, going on. Yeah, but there, so so um, there's this green creature that looks kind of like an evil frog almost um it looks like something out of freaked almost it's it's like yeah. sl- it's a pu- is it a puppet so i think it's sometimes it's a puppet and sometimes a stop motion in any case that creature <laughs> escapes into the the ceiling in this research facility there are the the mad balls with the teeth the hand angry hand pies and then there's also the guy who gets bitten by a hand pie who then mutates it's totally ripping off in the best possible way the metamorphosis of is it wilford brimley in uh in the thing yeah i believe so yeah it's like it basically like cocoons him and then hatches yeah. from him yeah but then fantastic. his head like cranes up and then it becomes this other creature i but love, that creature I love can, a good body cocoon like i it, think it, that, yeah. that is so great <laughs> one of my one of be... my only notes is the puppetry on this transformation is an astonishing yeah like, or they even like... do the thing where the little flickering spaghettis like the fettuccinis come out yeah. of the chest and oh. it, so it's it's very obviously aping the thing which yeah. is fine because it looks cool i would say if you have 15 minutes uh free watch time that scene just watch that scene <laughs> because it's it's fine so I got 15 minutes. So, so we uh, the the plot on Wiki is just a series of three sentences. So they even gave up, uh, and we've pretty much already covered it. But I, in case you were checking the Wiki to try to figure out what happened in this movie, uh, an alien from outer space bites a bio researcher on the hand and turns him into a monster. The first victim is the guard at the lab he's working in. The guard's daughters are getting worried that their father hasn't called them and go to the lab where they meet their like worst idiots. nightmare. The the creature that the the researcher becomes um, can also shoot those mad balls out of its chest, uh, but yeah. it, they don't they don't do anything to people. Um, I don't know why, but they they don't do dam they do damage, but they don't mutate anybody anymore yeah, it's, it's like, I, but then also it can't be killed and like i said very fast and loose with the the, the logic here it's kind of a frustrating movie because it's like i should love this you <laughs> no, know what i mean like when you're watching so bad it, that you don't have to love it no you don't but, it does, but i mean like everything about it everything about it when i'm thinking about it and like it's one of those movies where it's like would i feel differently if i had rented this movie as a kid you know what i mean like because I'll tell you, when I say my double feature, this has all of the same pacing issues as my double feature. It has the same shitty special effects as my double feature. The only difference is that I saw my double feature when I was 12 and I saw this one when I was 36. So, like, <laughs> so like I'm wondering if there, there really is that, like, this is a perfect film if you are a teenager trying to find a monster film in the late 90s you know, from your local mom and pop's video I don't think so wrong, the VHS but... cover looks like um <laughs> like an old like a doom knockoff like game like it looks like a yeah. PC like a like an old PC game it's a very great VHS cover yeah, and I remember that VHS cover from the video store. I never, never watched it. it. It's very cool. Um, it was in the sci-fi section, and so, but this ah, is this right. is a straight horror movie to me. Like watching it, it feels like a horror movie. It doesn't feel like sci-fi. But one yeah. thing I did want to say is that I wouldn't argue that this is a perfect movie for you to rent at thirteen back in the nineties from your video store. I think this is the thing that you turn on sci-fi back in the late nineties, early two thousands when they would show 
all sorts of very mediocre horror and and like sci-fi horror and you just catch the, the metamorphosis the actual metamorphosis scene yeah um and then you're like damn that was cool but then you you go 15 years you can't you never caught the name of it and you're you just have this like mental image of the one monster and then you go on reddit and for five years you're like <laughs> Reddit, can you help me find this monster movie? No one Please. can find this monster movie for you. And then <laughs> you listen to Horror Movie Night, and we're telling you about Metamorphosis, the Alien Factor. You watch it, and then your life is complete. Fair. That's what I, I think. <laughs> so the other weird thing that we have to talk about is also just the name. And Kyle, you're going to have to help me a little bit on this person because you are just based on strictly the documentaries that you've made. Mm-hmm. I consider you an expert in cult cinema. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a film that we've discussed on this show called Night Beast by a Maryland director named Don Doler. I hardly know her. Ah, okay. <laughs> and that that movie was a sequel slash remake of his film Alien Factor. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a uh, whole lot of yeah. different things jumping around that are really just making this title extra well, confusing. Hey, can I can I just throw in just one other uh, alien factor here? Uh, <laughs> sure. My my metamorphosis in Spain was marketed as a sequel to Reanimator. So um, <laughs> really fucking shit up right now. Really yeah. fucking. Well, shit you know, up I feel what like I've learned is if it's a movie track. called if it's a movie called Metamorphosis. Don't trust it. <laughs> it's don't watch it. Don't fucking watch it. Don't watch it. it. Just don't, don't watch it. Unless unless it's a short film that's an adaptation of some Kafka, mm-hmm. stay yeah. the fuck away. Well, so that <laughs> night that, that night beast by Don Dollar Monster registers as a more horrified Star Wars uh, alien. And and I've talked about this before just because it's a fun factor. Wow, man. We cannot get away from the words factor and metamorphosis as we're discussing Help us, please. We're dying. (laughs) Stop us. This this variant's terrible. If If you've ever watched Blood, Beast, and Boobs, which is the documentary about Don Doler, Oh. In it, they talk about how he made a sequel to Alien Factor called Alien Rampage. And on that movie, he met an actor and former cop named Joe Ripple. And Joe Ripple became his new director because Don liked writing and producing. He hated directing. So he handed the directing reins to Joe Ripple and Joe Ripple directed all of the other movies for Don up until his death. And then after Don's death, Joe Ripple formed a charity organization that Horror Movie Night has ties to, which is Scares That Care. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot that he has those Don Dola re- uh, yeah. relationships. <laughs> they're, a, they're a great organization. Were they in Phantasm? I know no. you jumped around to a no, bunch of they different were, shows. They, I don't know if they were their first year was the same year that I was doing Phantasm or if they came about. So the, obviously the nonprofit existed prior to the convention i believe so i was familiar with the nonprofit. they did not have an event yet but then phantasm was released i think it screened at the first scares of care <laughs> i'd have to look back because it was one of those things where it was like i didn't it's one it, if if it didn't ex- already exist i wasn't sure that it was going to still exist there was so many of those uh, conventions that were just like one and done or yeah. two and done you know what i mean it's like yeah but and, and I, of course obviously the pandemic like anything hit them uh, hard but i know that they have a huge following uh, of people who really love that show 
uh, who really, you know, Joe does a great job. And they go to other conventions and table. So it's like, it's not, and just not for, it's for the charity, right? It's for the, yeah. for the organization. It's cool. They have a great thing going. And I, I really hope that they, um, they kind of get back into the swing of things there. They have a Facebook group that I was a part of for a little while. That was that was really cool. And just throwing it out there for those of you who are like, what's Phantasm? Because you may have seen It has a tall Survival man, the Angus Scrim, 1979. Phantasm is how Kyle and I are friends. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's spelled you, F-A-N-T-A-S-M, yeah. just yes. for the listeners. That was a fun diversion to add some time to <laughs> a movie that we don't have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. Scott, do you have anything else to add? If, if we watched the same movie, I would. it would have been great. <laughs> it been fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't have been able to bring any like sociopolitical discussion into it because... No, not like... Not like Turtles 2. My friend, my friend Jeanette, who um, who was visiting with us this week, uh, who I'd watched ooze with and then she's here this week visiting us for the holiday and i was like jeanette like i know you were excited that we were going to talk about <laughs> but we're like we barely talk about the movie yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like like you'll like it but like we don't <laughs> we don't talk about the movie at all it's it's not quite what you expect it no all right, hi listeners i'm carolina and i'm tessa and together we are femme regard podcast mm, femme We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Let's talk double features. Kyle, I want to know what your double feature was going to be for the metamorphosis that you yeah, watched. Yeah. Well, um, based just based on the Spanish release of Metamorphosis, I would say Reanimator so that you could watch the, the, the original and its sequel. Um, but my actual double feature would be Tammy and the T-Rex being Tammy and the T-Rex being the B feature because Metamorphosis is so fucking dull and boring, but it ends with him being a lizard. <laughs> but I just want to move right into right into something that's fun, that like is like the pace is fucking out of control, and like is absolutely bonkers and much more fun. I'd pick Tammy the T Rex. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good choice. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna double feature this with the 4K restoration of The Kindred because, uh, which is also yeah. my what did we watch? Because <laughs> it is very gooey. And um, that that final scene feels very similar in both movies. And I mean, any excuse to watch a gooey monster movie in watching two in a row. I mean, pff, that sounds like the best way for me to spend hours of my life that I can't get back. And I would have double featured this with the, the movie that I was hinting at earlier in the conversation. And then just like two minutes ago, the first Carnosaur movie. Yeah. Uh, just... <laughs> 
which <laughs> just I've still never a, seen the first one, just the second. Yeah, just got a vibe of, of scientists running around in a lab while some bad shit's going down. Um, that would be, yeah. I, I mean, the second one is the superior of the of the three films, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a spot in my heart for the first Carnosaur. So it's I like Carnosaur and then Superior Carnosaur is what the second yes. one's original yeah. working title was. <laughs> working gotcha. title was exactly. Way better All right, Carnosaur. Scott, you already hinted at it, but let's talk about that Kindred 4K that Please, you uh, that you it. got. Well, I mean, so I've only watched the movie. I haven't watched any of the special features, and I don't have a CD player, so I can't listen to the soundtrack. Do you want to borrow my 2011 Nissan Sentra <laughs> <laughs> to listen to it? <laughs> See, that's the only way this, I listen to CDs too. <laughs> this is also dovetailing with Matt's experience last night. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll get into that. <laughs> Kindred looks great. It's fun. You know, I, I I'm a little torn because I do love the the grainy shittiness of my first watch of the kindred and i wonder if that nostalgia is strictly for people like myself who grew up on poor scans of you know horror movies when the internet was younger and also when i was in high school watching rough old copies of of uh horror movies from the video store so that was really um a, a good watch but then but i also think that i spent too much on that steel box it, it version because it's not a movie that i am really gonna like break out the blu-ray player for you know like it's right. but anyway i want to talk about a really bad movie that i watched as well and i'll keep it short because it just came out on hbo max the matrix resurrections is awful it is the worst movie I've seen in 2021. I was flabbergasted. Just, just in time for the title. Yes, it was just so bad. The writing was awful. And it's the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 of sci-fi action blockbusters because at least a quarter of that movie is just footage from the first Matrix movie. And I was just watching it and I couldn't believe how bad it was. And I'm like... It can't be just me. And so I text my best friend Mario and I'm like, dude, this movie sucks ass. And he was like, I liked it. And I'm like, I just, are you, are you, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, I just, it was just a silly movie. I didn't mind it. And then now that people are watching it and talking about it online and it's getting awful reviews, I feel so vindicated. Because I actually watched the correct movie. I'll go next. And my, my, uh, what did I watch this week? Was shocked to find out that the final five episodes of Pen15 just kind of dropped a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Those were good. It was it was a nice way to end the show. Got a lot more serious than the show had had been before, even though it had always been like, I believe they used to call it like a tromedy. They used to call it a tromedy. And then literally like 15 minutes ago, I just finished watching Wild Things for the first time. Oh. Why? Is there a reason? It was on Netflix. And I was like, well, and it kind of ties to Pen15, because if you remember, that's like what gets them hot and heavy for their first kiss is watching Wild Things. <laughs> But like it was one of those movies that I always heard about. I was not properly prepared for how campy that movie actually. Oh is. Like, yeah. I thought I thought it was like a way more serious film, but it is like lifetime never, movie garbage. I've never seen it either. It's on Netflix, you said. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's. It's Don't worth a watch. You, why it's, are you like taking a, this as a recommendation? You're like, <laughs> oh, it's it's at this point, Scott. 2022. I think I should Scott. watch Wild Things it's, for the first it's time. Kyle. It's if, Kyle. It's on. If, if, you know, it's not on Tubi, so I'm only taking it with a grain of salt. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I'll fucking watch anything, dude. Except the right movie. I will watch everything but the right, the correct movie. 
fuck. I mean, you're going to recommend Wild Things. I'm going to watch Cruel Intentions, and then there we're just go. not going to talk about it. I'm actually going to have a better time watching Cruel Intentions. Yeah. That movie's Look, awesome. W- Wild Things in the first 10 minutes has a moment where no one's questioning that Matt Dillon, the guidance counselor, is driving multiple students home from school, which is like red flag central. But they all hop in his car, and to make sure that the movie is properly dated, they jump into his car to the sounds of Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charm Life. And by the time he's dropping the kids off, it's the Smash Mouth cover of Why Can't We Be Friends? And I'm like, I am so into this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude, oh, my God. I might watch that shit tonight. I might might convince my wife and my best friend that we're going to watch that shit right now. That's so funny. And my son, Hunter. But Hunter's like, put the face, the eyes over Hunter's, uh, <laughs> cover Hunter's eyes for the, the No, movie. he stretches them open like it's Clockwork Orange. <laughs> like you've You're going to learn. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what did you watch, read, et cetera, this week? Uh, so I watched Jill Gavargazarian's The Stylist. And oh, she, yeah. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, the short, the short is really good. It had a great festival run. And she used a lot of the same talent, lead actor, cinematographer, editor, so many, I'm sure a bunch of other folks, but those were the main folks that I was thinking to then make a feature. She raised a bunch of money on Kickstarter. She put out the feature. Arrow picked it up. Arrow released an amazing Blu-ray. It's on Arrow Video Player if anybody has it. And the film is really fun character study of a woman who has a truly deranged way of trying to relate to uh the people that she meets she's a she is a hairstylist she's a hairstylist who both has you know transient clientele and clientele that has been coming to her forever and so you get an interaction between her and those clientele through various parts of the movie jill's influences she wears on her sleeve in this movie but at the same time it doesn't take me out of it you know there's some maniac there's some texas chainsaw there's some single white female. There's some really, and it's and it's fucking gorgeous. It's like so. I sometimes have a problem with movies that lean heavily into purple lights and green lights and red lights, and it's like, why does this lighting exist in your fucking movie? Like, especially for something for a type of uh, storyline that is based in some sort of reality, like a, a reality close to ours, right? You know, so I'm like, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, this is insane. The way that the color is used in this movie is fucking gorgeous. I have no questions about it. Like, I just I, I just assume it's either our main, our, protect, our main character's reality or just, like, a heightened sense of, like, weirdness. Not only a fantastic film, but uh, really inspiring. You know, there's a, there's a you know, female filmmaker out there in Kansas city, like just making shit that she wants to make and like pushing forward. And I was really hype about it. I also watched shutter from 2008 and that was absolute dog shit. Uh, so those are my two. <laughs> those are All my right. two. Before we sign out, I, I want to tell a quick story of my, my day yesterday. Uh, there was a bit of a COVID scare over Christmas. Um, so even though I, felt fine. I wanted to make sure that it was safe for me to interact with society. So I was like, I'm going to go get a test. Home tests are hard to come by. Um, As Scott, who tried to help me, discovered just going into a pharmacy to get a test around here is hard to come by. (laughs) Um, So the one place that I could use was this place called MedExpress. They opened at 8 a.m. So their recommendation was 
to show up early and call ahead. So I got there at 7.50 and was getting busy signals from the parking lot. Uh, so I called 137 times. Oh, <laughs> until my God. I, until someone picked up. And then when they picked up, they informed me that it was at least a five-hour wait to get a test uh, and that there was no guarantee that I could get a reservation. They're not taking any more reservations, but to try back in about two hours, and they'll let me know if there's any openings to come and get tested. So I drive home. I sit around for two hours, call. They tell me to call back in an hour and a half, call back in an hour and a half. They tell me to call back in an hour, <laughs> call back in an hour, and the girl, <laughs> at this point, the the same person has answered every single time. Oh, and she goes, I am so sorry that you keep calling. <laughs> She's like, I know that this has become your entire day. We're still not taking anybody. Are you outside per chance? <laughs> and I said, no, I, I went back home. I was told to just keep calling. She goes, could you be here in about 10 to 15 minutes? And I said, I could absolutely be there in 10 or 15 minutes. She goes, I'm just saying you might want to try in about 10 or 15 minutes. So I like hop into my car, drive over there, get parked. It's three o'clock on the dot, calling, 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 busy signal, busy signal, busy signal, 15 minutes, finally get someone on the phone. And they were like, yep, we got you registered. Just stay in your car, stay in the parking lot. Let us get your number. We'll call you when it's your turn. So remember how I said there was a five hour wait? I was not prepared that I was going to be sitting at my car from 3 p.m. until 7 p.m. Just waiting. Didn't bring a book. Didn't bring a laptop. The only thing that I had. This is my nightmare. Yeah. This is horrifying. The only thing I had to pass the time was that in my move, I found six giant spirals of CDs that are all mixed CDs that are unlabeled. So I just went CD by CD, trying to see if there was any gems on them worth reserving. I've got a giant trash bag filled with CDs that did make the cut, but I'm holding up a CD right now because I thought that this was long lost. What I'm holding is the last remaining copy of 17-year-old Matt Kelly's Christian rap album. Oh, no. (laughs) Did you digitize that yet? Oh, it is digitized, baby. Oh, Matt, yes. (laughs) All originals? All originals, uh, not the beats. The beats are clearly stolen. One of them is straight up. Oh, so it's like a mixtape. It's like a mixtape, yeah. Yeah, One of them is straight up Hit Em High from the Space Jam soundtrack. Uh, An absolute (laughs) banger. Do not, like, there's an an amazing song. Also, my rap name for no explainable reason was Matty G. Literally Uh, my next question. (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's, uh, yeah. It's, G. It's G, is, G is like the thuggish uh, letter, like the thuggiest is, letter. I think yeah. that's what my thought Duh. process was, was G Thank for Gangster. Gangster for God. Uh, Gangster for God. I love, oh, <laughs> Capital man. G, baby. Gangster for God. That was what you should. Capital Gangsta G. Gangster for God. Gangsta for God. Yeah. Well, look, we're in the new year. I'm just saying... Maybe a Patreon episode. We listen with the soundtrack rap album. Listen, they're going to have to pay a lot more for Patreon if they're going to make (laughs) me listen to you rap about God. As we said, we do have a Patreon. Go check it out: Patreon.com/backslashJMNPodcast. Anyway. That was Metamorphosis uh, for Kyle and Metamorphosis the Alien Factor for Scott and I, both released in 1990. Uh, We'll be back next week 
uh, actually with a guest, Sans Kyle. He's been kicked off the show. Hi! <laughs> uh, and we'll, you know, tune in for that. It'll be a good time. Bye, guys. listening to the Geekscape Network. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.